0: Welcome back, everyone, to another episode of BBP News, another episode of Eye on the Ball. We're back for another sports show, another Tuesday morning. I am so happy to, happy to be back, you guys, although apparently my words are not happy to be here. Uh, but they will have to stick around for a little bit so we can get through this show. Uh, we're starting off with bad humor already. But, you know, that's how I do it. I enjoy it. Hopefully, you guys don't click off because of it. So... but no, it really is a good Tuesday. I'm happy to be here with you guys for this week's sports show. This week's episode of eye on the ball, plenty to talk about some baseball at the top, but as I promised last week, we do have other things to talk about as well, including the end of the NCAA women's basketball tournament, as well as some things going on across the pond over in Europe in terms of soccer news. So we will get into that here in a little while. I do not have anything uh, on the NCAA men's tournament at this point because the final, I'm recording this Monday evening, but the final isn't until almost 9.30 tonight, so I don't have any of the scores, results, or anything like that for that game. Uh, I will be reporting that. If you guys don't know, actually, before I go any further, uh, if you've ever heard of the platform called Clubhouse, we do stream the episodes on there live uh, in the afternoon the day that these episodes come out. So in the afternoons around 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, I stream the episode. We get chatting. uh, We have some conversation about news stories that are uh, not in the episodes that don't get a chance to make it into the episodes that are worth reporting at the top of the show and after the show. And so if you guys want to join us there, feel free. Join in on the chat. Have a little fun. And I will be talking about the men's result in the Eye on the Ball show again Tuesday 2 p.m. Eastern Standard Time, but let's jump right into the baseball news because there's not a lot of time and a lot to get through. So we start out with my matches that I mentioned at the beginning of last week, headed into the first series in the season, heading into opening day. What matchups was I looking at for the week? And we have the Yankees versus the Giants. This one finished with the Yankees winning the series two games to one. Two stellar games in the two victories, two shutouts in those two victories. The first one, 5 0 on opening day, where Aaron Judge, the new captain of the Yankees, hit the first home run of the MLB season in his first at bat. So, absolutely incredible way to start out uh, his tenure as Yankees captain. And he's been playing so well this entire series so far um, in these past three games. So, that's been great. Anthony Volpe made the team and he made the opening day lineup and he's been playing in all three games and has stolen a base in each of his first three games he looks absolutely incredible absolutely electric and he's going to be a great yankee for many years to come the giants looking pretty good as well they won the second game seven to four and so that was a strong showing from them overall their pitching was actually pretty good logan webb on the first day looked pretty good had a couple of rub spots which did give the Yankees the win but overall I mean he struck out over 10 batters as did Garrett Cole for the Yankees so both teams looking pretty strong to start out a good series win for the Yankees headed into this week next we get into the Orioles versus the Red Sox and this was perhaps one of the most intense matchups of the weekend where there were 50 runs scored between the two teams in three games on 74 hits. Yeah, we were complaining about not enough, uh, hits and not enough action last season. Well, here you go. Here's your action on the very first week of the season, 50 runs on 74 hits. That's insane. An error saved Boston in one of the games and allowed them to win the next inning. And overall, it was a great series overall. The Red Sox took this one two games to one as well. And the first game, the Orioles did manage to hold on won that one 10 to nine. But then the other two, the Red Sox won nine to eight again on that error because of that error from Baltimore and then won the third game nine to five. So a good series win for the Red Sox starting out the season. The Brewers took down the Cubs in their first series, two games to one as well. A lot of two to ones here. Uh, Not a lot of sweeps to talk about, actually, in the opening days of the season. The first game ended four to zero. The second game, three to one. So pretty quiet days overall for both teams. But then in the third game, the Brewers, actually, both teams really opened it up a little bit. Nine to five was the final score. So the Brewers definitely came away with that victory. But both teams did kind of awakened in the offensive category anyway for that last game. And this is definitely a battle we're going to be watching throughout the entirety of the season in that NL central, mainly probably who's going to get second place. I don't think first place is really in the cards for either of these team teams, but we'll see, we'll see what happens now. We get actually, <laughs> I say there wasn't a sweep, but then literally my next series is a sweep. Good job, me. Uh, but we have the Phillies and the Rangers. And going into this one, you probably would have picked the Phillies as the favorite, even though they're as what some people are calling them a glass cannon. And it's because of their injuries. Their injuries have hampered their progress here to start the season. But at the same time, this was just embarrassing, y'all. This was just a bad weekend for the World Series runner ups. And the Rangers just came into this one firing on all cylinders. Won the first game 11-7. The second game 16-3. And then finally calmed it down a little bit on Sunday with a 2-1 to victory. Martin Perez pitched an absolute lights-out game. This guy still gets underrated, and I don't understand it. He's absolutely incredible. How he only got a one-year deal through a qualifying offer, mind you, is beyond me. He deserves a huge contract and I think he's going to get it after this year whether that's from the Rangers or another team who knows but then another 2-1 2-1 to one series victory. This time it was the Cardinals over the Blue Jays and this one was another one that started out pretty electric, pretty intense as the Blue Jays won the first game 9-8 to eight. but the Cardinals then came back and took the rest of the series by storm to have a 2-1 to one victory. This team looks very good so far. That offense looks incredible. Their pitching is still suspect especially that starting rotation. That's going to be a question mark all throughout the season and hopefully they're able to pick something up during, you know, around the trade deadline time period, but we're going to have to see what happens until then and around that time because they're probably going to need some starting pitching help. And then finally, from last week's matchups, we have the D-backs versus the Dodgers. And this one finished 2-2. You know, a pretty standard standard series. Although one thing that was... Although one thing that was rather interesting about this one was that it kind of went back and forth. So in the first game, the Dodgers kind of killed the the D-backs. I think it was 7-2 if I remember off the top of my head. And then the D-backs came back, won the second game 2-1. Third game, Dodgers kill them again 10-1. Third game or fourth game, excuse me, fourth game, D-backs win it again 2-1. So a weird little pattern, a weird little trend. Is this something we're going to see throughout the rest of the season? Well, we might just see here in a minute, but it was a very interesting, uh, series overall. The D backs look like they could be, you know, putting together a good team while we didn't get to see everything on full display in that first series. It is still something to watch and, you know, they could awaken at any point. They really could. We'll just have to see, but Let's quickly go through my matchups for this week. Which ones do I think are absolutely important to look out for? We start out with the Braves against the Cardinals. And I think the Braves are taking this one two to one. That pitching for the Cardinals just does not convince me. The Braves offense is just too good. And while the Braves pitching isn't exactly elite either, I think it's just got a little bit more behind it. And I think that'll be the deciding factor here. Next, we have the D backs versus the Padres, an NL West matchup here, and this will be huge. Moving forward, the NL West matchups are going to be insane all throughout the season, especially between the Padres, Z-backs, and Dodgers. I think those are going to be the three at the front of the pack, and so I have this one listed here, and I have the Padres taking the series two to one. I think they have started to show what they can do after a couple rough starts against the Rockies. In the first couple of games, they woke up on Sunday, and this is probably the start of some great things to come. Next, we have the Angels versus the Mariners. I expect the Angels to take this one 2-1. to one. It looks like Mike Trout and Shohei Otani are starting to wake up a little bit. They've had a couple good games. They had some great games over the weekend, as well as one really bad one, but... Still, I think overall, this team is starting to fire up a little bit. And if they do, if they do, they absolutely have the potential to take second place in the AL West. The thing is, they just can't do normal angels things. They can't do what we all know them to do like they did last year, started off so well and so hot, but then lose like 15 games in a row. So we'll have to see. But I do have them winning this one two to one. Next, we have the Mets versus the Marlins. Once again, uh, the Mets are at home for this one, but I'm still calling a 2-2 draw in this series. The Mets are losing pieces left and right. Justin Verlander is on the shelf now with an arm strain, so that's going to be worrying for this Mets team. Edwin Diaz is, of course, gone for the season, and they just keep losing players left and right, and I don't know how well they're going to hold up over time they have a fair amount of depth but will it last will it be enough will they be able to hold out and the marlins may not be a top-notch team they're not elite but they will be a good strength test for this mets team they already faced them once in the in the opening series of the season let's see what they do again here next we have the brewers versus the cardinals this is my one sweep for the week and i actually have it going in the brewers favor Uh, Perhaps this is a mistake because, uh, you know, the Cardinals on paper should absolutely take down this Brewers team, but the Brewers have such good pitching. And when the offense is there, this is such a good team. And I feel like it's still an underrated team. The thing is they have to get that offense going. You know, Christian Yelich has to play to some extent what we know he can, you know, to some extent we need Christian Yelich back in that Brewers lineup uh, and hitting the ball as hard as we know he can. And as well as we know he can. Uh, and then of course you have players like Rowdy Telez, William Willie Adamez, you know, you could go down that lineup. There are some good bats in there. That pitching is elite. I'm not too worried about that. So really, I think this is going to be a factor of, you know, can the Brewers wake up those bats and can the pitching do what we know they're able to do and be as elite as we know they can be. But calling a sweep, it's a bold move and I'll probably look like a fool for it later, but I'm sticking to it next. And actually, finally, finally, we have the D backs versus the Dodgers. Once again. And this time I have the Dodgers winning this series. I don't think the D backs are going to be able to do enough. If that offense wakes up, they might have a shot, but I'm more worried about their pitching actually, as that pitching beyond Zach Gallen just does not look convincing at all. They don't have a great starting rotation. That bullpen has a lot of question marks, and I just don't know about it yet. And you know, on the other hand, the Dodgers pitching is still so good. It's still so good, even with a couple names missing. And even with some question marks on offense, I think they're just the stronger team right now headed deeper into the season as we get, you know, a week deep and start to move further and further in. So a one three series win for the Dodgers in this one. Now, let's get out of baseball. There's more I could talk about from the weekend's games, but I want to move forward into some other sports like I did promise. And we start with the NCAA Women's Tournament over for basketball, and it was LSU that took the victory. They took down Iowa in a historic game for the school the final score to that one was 102 to 85, a very high scoring game in this one. And just overall, an absolutely exciting matchup through and through. But it means more than just that victory this is the first basketball title for LSU in their school's history so this was an absolutely major win for them an incredible title win for them in this one and it was great for their coach as well Uh, Kim Mulkey has won her fourth title as coach fourth title she won three in her time at Baylor and now has come to LSU and won another one she has won two titles back to back. She is third all-time for coaches with those titles. Congratulations to Kim Mulkey. That's an absolutely incredible victory. You know, Iowa had an amazing run. Caitlin Clark was a star in this tournament. Score, you know, just scoring so much. She had what, over 40 points in that final four game. And just overall amazing tournament. Amazing, you know, finish at the end of the day. Just really good all around. And of course, like I said, at the beginning of the episode, I will have more in the live clubhouse room on Tuesday afternoon about the men's game about the men's final. So come join us for that. But now we move into the English premier league where yeah, things are getting crazy. So this is what I was talking about before across the pond over in Europe with some soccer news and it is manager. Firing central manager manager sacking central because three managers, three count them. Three managers have been sacked within the past week or so. Maybe not even a week. I think it's been about five days since it started and it started with Tottenham Hotspur's coach Antonio Conte being sacked. And this is just a really rough one for them. Conte was really trying to put a team together, but it was rather expected. I reported on it a couple of weeks ago. There were some issues between Conte and the rest of the team. He was openly calling out his players and basically saying that they were completely selfish and had attitude problems. Like there was, a lot of toxicity happening there and just neither the coach nor the team was working well with the other. So the board called it quits for Conte in that era of the team. Who will take over? We don't know yet. There are a couple names floating around, mainly names like um, Maurizio Pochettino, who was coach for Tottenham before back in 2019 when they made it to the Champions League final against Liverpool, did lose out on that title, but they did make it to the final under Pochettino. You could see some other names floating around Julian Nagelsmann who was just sacked as Byron Munich coach not that long ago. So he's floating around. Uh, and there are a couple other names that you could throw in there as well. Roberto Dezerbi of Brighton, uh, Jose Mourinho, even they could bring him back, but I Doubt it. I think right now the top names that you should be looking at for Tottenham are Nagelsman or Pochettino, as those are the ones that seem to be the most highly touted at this point. And the same goes for Chelsea FC, where Graham Potter has seen an end to his time as coach for the club. And really, for Chelsea, this is probably a huge sigh of relief, as the results have been absolutely horrendous for months. Graham Potter's tenure at Chelsea was not a very happy one as in his 31 games in charge the club only saw 11 victories and a lot more defeats uh, so it was a very rough time for Graham Potter At Chelsea, he did get the club to the quarterfinals of the Champions League, but it wasn't enough to keep him in a job. He was released by the club over the weekend, especially after that 2-0 defeat to Aston Villa. The team sits 11th in the table and is going to be lucky to get Europe at all, whether that's in the Europa League or the European Conference League. Yeah, they're going to be lucky to get either. They could very realistically finish below teams like Brentford, Brighton, and Fulham this season. So we'll have to see what happens there. And, you know, overall, again, This has been a tough season for Chelsea. Even with all the money that they've spent in two transfer windows, they spent over 600 million and still grand Potter could not get much out of this team. These are talented players. These are players that could probably, you know, comfortably sit towards the top of the table with some good coaching and being in the, you know, being pushed in the right direction. But grand Potter was not the coach to do that. So we'll have to see who takes over and what they're able to do with the team. Pretty much the same names are floating around the Chelsea job as the Tottenham job. You know, names like um, Julian Nagelsmann, names like Pochettino. Jose Mourinho has even been floated out there as a possibility. There could be some other names as well. Antonio Conte, maybe, you know, we could see him come back, but... Who knows? Zinedine Zidane has even been floated around as a possibility. However, it is still unknown whether he'd want to come back into club management. He was looking to take over the French job. However, Didier Deschamps doesn't look like he's going to be leaving the French job anytime soon. So he might be willing to come back into a club job but we'll have to wait and see. We just don't know. We don't know if he'd be willing to come to the EPL. uh, And so that's something that will be watched very closely. The Chelsea job is rather open at this point. And then finally, Leicester city have also sacked their manager, Brandon Rogers. He was a long time coach for the club. He's been around there for what, four years now and helped the team get to some of their highest place finishes in the premier league in the club's history. Uh, so this is kind of a sad day for the Foxes. Uh, Brandon Rogers did a lot of good things for this club and really, a lot of the problem at least from what I can tell and from what a lot of other fans seem to believe is that he was not backed in the transfer window for the past couple of transfer windows he was not given any money to spend he couldn't go out and get a new goalkeeper he couldn't go out and sign a lot of new players so it was a rough time for Brandon Rogers the club has suffered horribly because of it and has gone on several horrible runs of form with a couple bright patches in there as well so you know this team isn't horrible but they currently sit eight. 18th in the table so it was about time for the club and the coach to move on now as for who could take over the position that i really couldn't tell you at this point Not a lot of names are being floated around right now. You don't expect to see the same names as you saw for uh, Chelsea or Tottenham. You might see Roberto Dezerbi in there. You know, we just don't know at this point. I don't know if he'd be willing to leave Brighton for Leicester at this point, maybe for the right package. But at this point, not a lot of names are being thrown around for the Leicester job. That is one that will be watched for now. And in all three cases, Other coaches for the teams will be taking over in the interim manager position while they look for new coaches. So that is how that will go right now. And for Chelsea, I'd say this is a little more worrisome, especially since they have another coach that might be ripped from their grasp where Thomas Tuchel, who is now the manager of Bayern Munich, is trying to get Anthony Barry, a coach for Chelsea at the moment, over to Bayern Munich, and we don't know whether he is leaving just yet or not, so this could be a rough period for Chelsea over the next couple of weeks, or maybe even the next couple of months, but... I also want to talk about, before I leave here, a couple of crazy, crazy results from the weekend's games. Really just two of them. I want to touch on two of them. The first is the PSG loss. They lost to Lyon over the weekend, which sees their lead in Ligue 1 fall to just six. They were only six points ahead in the table. They could have gone nine up this weekend if they had just won their game, but it was some horrible defending that allowed Leon to get the lead, and 1-0 is where it stayed for the rest of the game. That first goal came a little after halftime, and even with all that attacking talent that PSG has, with all of the skill, all of the talent, all of the ability that they have up front, They were not able to put the ball in the back of the net even once. So a very harsh loss for PSG. It kind of just puts a stamp on their season. You know, they're in first right now, but they're kind of expected to be in first and usually with a bigger lead lead than six points. So at this point, it's looking a little worrisome for PSG at this point. They're looking a little scattered at the moment and a little just uninspired. They're out of the Champions League. They're barely holding it together at the top of the French league. And so it's a little bit of a disappointing time period for them. But the other result that I want to talk about, the last thing I want to talk about here today is Milan. Absolutely smacking around Napoli over the weekend for, 4-0 was the final score to that one. And this is a rather interesting result as it has some implications quite possibly for how their champions league matchup will go because these two will be facing each other in the champions league here in about a week here in about a week, they'll be facing off against one another and it's going to be a very interesting match to watch now because w- going into it, you would have thought that Napoli had this one hands down. They've been absolutely destroying, uh, the Syria. There are several games ahead Not even points, several games ahead at this point. When last I looked, I should have looked ahead of this show. But when I last reported on how Napoli was doing, they were almost 20 points ahead of the second place team, and that wasn't even Milan. That was Lazio, and they were 19 points ahead of Lazio. And so the fact that Milan has come around and absolutely smacked Napoli 4-0, it makes you wonder, will Milan actually pull something crazy out of the hat and take down Napoli in the Champions League. You know, Napoli has not had a good history in the Champions League. They have not been known for going far in the tournament. So it's very possible now. It's very possible now. If the result, you know, stays like that, and both teams continue to play like that, then yeah, AC Milan's going to be just fine and they're going to be through to the semis. And so it's uh it's going to be very interesting to watch that matchup. Very interesting indeed but that is the last thing I have for you guys today. It's been a fun episode. We got to actually touch on a few other things outside of baseball this time. I hope you guys enjoyed the content. If you did make sure to share it around, join us on clubhouse for that live room in the afternoon. If you are listening to this in the morning, we can have a chat and we do those rooms for every episode. So like tomorrow We have idiots in the news coming back and that will have a room in the afternoon. Friday is the news episode as usual. Again, that will have a room and we do it for all of them. So we will be back for the normal morning idiots in the news tomorrow. So don't miss out on that. That's going to be a lot of fun as always. I love those episodes. Uh, So don't miss out on that. Don't miss out on the rooms and until tomorrow morning, you guys, we will see you later. Bye.